Welcome back to the Girls Talk Ag podcast, plowing through the manure online. I have my sweethearts. See what I did there? Yeah, I'm really good at this gig. Sweethearts. Karen and Jen with me today. Yo. Yep. There's Karen. See, she's <laughs> we sound excited. I'm more of an artificial sweetener, I think. <laughs> <laughs> On her own, she's slightly bitter and may cause cancer, but with us, <laughs> with the right ingredients, she tastes amazing. Wait, <laughs> baby, I shouldn't say that. Well, uh... <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, uh, we are going to talk sugar today. Um, Types of sugar, sugar production, artificial sweeteners, all kinds. What? I'm equal rights for all sugar. Really? Oh, love sugar. I don't care where it comes from. Don't care where you make it, what you make it into. I love sugar. You're just a sugar person. Are you an artificial sugar person? I'm a sugar junkie. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I I don't care. You don't care if it's artificial? Yeah. Nope. I like. Sugar. I'm, a, I'm a. I'm a sweet junkie. Are you? Yeah. I'm a oh, yes. salty, crunchy fan. But nope. I'm a sweet junkie. I won't turn away sugar. Like I'm not one of those people that's like, you know, all or nothing. Yeah. I mean, if I had to choose between like chips and dip and cake, I would totally eat the chips cake. and dip. <laughs> eat the chips and dip first, and then eat the cake. But you know. Oh no, not me. Like. Anywhere we go, if I if I see dessert I'm going to like, I make them bring me to dessert first because I am not chancing that I'll be too full. Right? Life's too <laughs> short to not eat the dessert. You might choke on the it salad. Is. I, I totally eat my dessert well, first. Well, and after our you know episode on lettuce, maybe it's not really good to eat the salad to begin with. <laughs> right? That's what I'm I saying. I can't tell you the last time I saw what a I'm sugar saying. recall. So That's right. Think about it, people. <laughs> Put it into perspective. Um, so yeah, so we're going to talk sugar this week. Karen has done tons of research. Um, so I'm not even going to sit here and pretend that anything that I mentioned that sounds smart came from my own brain. Because uh, Karen sent us over. She's like, just a second, y'all. Let me tape up some notes. And like 87 pages of stuff came through. Okay. So, so for clarification, I have never used the term y'all. <laughs> Like I am a Yankee through and through. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just here drinking my sweet iced tea, y'all. And I would never ever drink sweet iced tea. I like my yeah, sweet iced, iced tea. tea. Oh, see, sweet iced tea all the way. Yeah. It, really? If I feel Ugh. the need to diet, I go half sweet, half unsweet. <laughs> Cut the sugar in half. I'm on a diet. Bring me a glass of. There's nothing worse than being in the drive-through and expecting an unsweetened iced tea and had being surprised no. by something that tastes like no. Nothing Ugh. worse than expecting sweet tea and getting that unsweet shit. No, no, no. Uh, sweet tea is the devil's nectar. Oh, you're yeah. kidding! It's horrible. It's, yeah, it's uh, terrible. No way. Carl likes oh, no. tea too, and that's no. just disgusting. So you guys can get together and talk about your terrible taste in teas, uh, because like I have a recipe. I have a recipe on my blog for my mom's tea, and there's a cup of sugar. A cup of sugar. A solid cup. Of- you might as well just the drink Kool Aid. Kool Aid is good, especially with popcorn. I mean, I have another recipe I have on my blog is for lemonade, and it's Country Time Sweetened Lemonade with extra sugar. <laughs> That's right. Jen, <laughs> tell everyone what your blog is so they can make sure to go and get oh. their sugar fixes. Yeah, farmwifefeeds.com. Yes. It's tons amazing. of like cake, 
And then give them the, you know, American Diabetes Association <laughs> I website. I should link to that, right. shouldn't I? Wilford Brimley right now, is he dead or alive? If he's alive, <laughs> no I think he's dead. Is he dead? He's, he's dead. like, roll it over in his grave. Diabetes. That's what he's thinking now. <laughs> but, anywho, there are six types of sugar. Y'all, did y'all know that? <laughs> did you know that? I did not. Until Karen told me. Karen, you just take it on. Bring it on down to Sugarville. Tell us all about the six types of sugar. Well, I went on science, how it works, to find some of this stuff out. It's not stuff that I knew about. So obviously most of us know about fructose, which is from fruits and honey. We know glucose is from honey and fruits and vegetables. Lactose is in milk. But lactose is actually two different um, other sugars put together. So one is galactose, which comes from milk and dairy products. And I have never heard of that one. That is weird. Yeah. So I then never, lactose galactose. is glucose plus galactose. And then maltose is from barley. And then sucrose is glucose plus fructose. And then there's something called xylose, which is from wood or straw. But I'm not really sure if I hope to God people aren't eating that because that just does not sound good at all. I suppose if you need the extra yeah, fiber, I'm- maybe, but. I am trying to wrap my mind around, like, for one, a sweetener from barley, which I guess I shouldn't because, right, corn syrup. Oh, maltose? Yeah. You've never heard of maltose? No. Is that where malto meal comes from? I was just going to say malted milk balls or what? (laughs) That's what, is that what it is? I don't even know. This is totally new information to me, but yeah, xylose. And and I have no idea if this is totally pulling this out of my ass, but the sugar from wood or straw, is that the sugar that's in like maple syrup? Because it comes from a tree, which is wood. You know? I don't know. Let's I'm, Google it. Well, we have time and access to a computer. Like the tree saps and stuff where um, they're kind of yeah. in between. Okay. okay. So, so maple so syrup maple, possibly maple could syrup contain. has um, it's sap from the maple tree. So, like it is D xylose. So backward organic. It's considered a natural sweetener. Yeah. Huh. Look at me being all. Look at me just solving. I don't know. Maybe it is. Which, in case I, you know, rescind everything I said because I love. Maple oh my syrup. god! I could drink maple syrup. I'm like, what's his face okay. on uh, Elf? Like. Oh yeah. Uh, um. Now, see, I'm totally Mrs. Butterworth fan here. I'm, I'm fake. You're fake maple syrup? Uh, now, see, listen to this. Sugar um, Grove, south of Bloomington here, and Whiskey Acres up in DeKalb, they took and um, aged some of the maple syrup in the old bourbon barrels. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, it's some good stuff. Good. We were actually up at Whiskey Acres, and we were drinking, obviously, whiskey, but then we were doing shots of bourbon maple syrup. See, <laughs> do that. I can do that. I'm just really surprised that <laughs> Jamie Jamie pulls out little communion cups. Oh, <laughs> he started doing shots of maple. I should carry so. those little communion cups. I'm gonna have to remember. He that. does. He had them like in his pocket. That he takes them everywhere. They have a taste. There there he is. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to take a minute to wrap my mind around Jen's love for maple syrup. I love so Mrs. Butterworth. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but, now, like, but now let's be honest. I'm kind of I. I, I kind of dig corn, and so it true. Yeah, it isn't Mrs. Butterworth made with fructose corn syrup? Yeah, yeah, so, I think so. High fructose corn syrup. Yeah. So you're just supporting your own. I'm crop. just supporting my own industry, but no, I you know, I did. I grew up with Mrs. Butterworth, so yeah. I, I'm a. If I have my choice, I know there's going to be hate mail. You can send it to me. I don't care. I'll grab Mrs. Butterworth over real maple syrup. 
Sorry, guys. Uh, I'm bringing you some Funks Grove maple bourbon. <laughs> yeah, I would drink it if there's alcohol in it. And I, I just, I, it's all right. You're like Southern Indiana. Like, it's, yeah. it's cool. You like you sweet know. tea, so we should not be surprised. Right. To like Mrs. Butterworth. True. Congrats you know girl. what? And then Michigan, like, maple syrup time is like the sign of spring. It's a big party. Like, everyone gets together and has their sugar shacks, and you go out and, like, <laughs> hang out. Party. And, oh, yeah. Like, you have your syrup, uh, syrup candy. Like, they had a customer bring me in. Holy shit. You want to have something that's going to, like, rock your world and rot your teeth. Like, the maple syrup <laughs> candy is way too sweet for me, but I yeah, ate it. Anyway. I can't eat it either. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was, it was, okay. It wasn't great in the sense that it was a little overly sweet and it kind of made my head hurt, but I still ate it because that's what I do. I'm not a quitter. <laughs> Mama didn't raise no quitter. So, so yeah, so there's tons of different, there's six types of sugar and then there's, they're all, it's scientific. So there's different compositions, I guess you could say, right? So like, Table sugar, per Karen's notes, is sucrose, and it's from sugar beets or sugar cane, right? right? Although all plants have sugar and oxygen, as it is part of photosynthesis, but all not all have enough to harvest. Right. So the reason that we're talking about sugar in general is because <clears throat> companies like Nestle went away from sugar beets because they're GMO and went to sugar cane because it somehow, you know makes you holier than thou to only use sugar cane versus sugar beets. And so we just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the differences and even high fructose corn syrup and, you know, how things maybe not are as bad as they make them out to be in advertising. Shocker. But yeah. Right. So that's, it, it's true. I mean, that's what, for me being from Michigan, um, you know, we have Michigan sugar, over in the thumb, um, you know, Bay city and, and Saginaw and there's, that's where they make uh, beet sugar. And so I always try to search and make sure uh, my sugar that I buy from the store is beet sugar, just to try to support the, you know, industry I kind of grew up around. We never grew sugar beets uh, on our farm, but I knew a lot of people who did. And so it's definitely been something that I've tried to to seek out or high fructose corn syrup. I definitely don't hate. So my question is then, I guess I've, ne- I've honestly never thought about it. I buy sugar because I love sugar. I like real sugar. So does the package say sugar beets or sugar cane? It tells you what where it was processed on the back of it. So if it was processed in Michigan or Minnesota, North Dakota, those are all beets. Yeah. So honestly, and you have was- to look at the back of it to see where it was processed. On the front, it does not. It just says sugar like Most I'm it sugar. Say, right. It just says sugar. So like Meyer okay. Meyer sugar, if you get the Meyer brand store brand sugar, that is Michigan beet sugar. Really? Yep. So I could support yeah, that. So I, what about Walmart? To be honest, I order my groceries off of Walmart. So I'm not entirely sure. So let's ask Dr. Google. Walmart brand. Well, do you buy American Crystal or what do you I mean, obviously American Crystal is a sugar beet company in the north. I buy the um, Walmart brand. But it depends. So sugar is processed where near where it was grown. So if it was processed in Florida or Louisiana or Texas or Hawaii, then it's most likely cane. Whereas if it's in the northern states, Colorado, Idaho, Oregon, 
North Dakota, Michigan, Minnesota, that area, then it's most likely sugar. Unless it's like cane sugar and then that would be sugar. Like you can get great value cane sugar and that is sugar cane. And if you look at some of the retro Pepsi says made with real cane sugar, which, you know, they're just trying to, you know, find their niche market. Uh, What about Domino's? Does anybody know about Domino sugar? Domino? I'll have to look and see. I'm looking right now to see... Um, because that's the beauty part is like, oh, this is funny. Is your beet sugar made with genetically modified beets or beet source? And so Walmart says the answer is most likely. Yes. Yeah. We have multiple suppliers that manufacture our products and formulations may change from time to time based on customer feedback and other business needs. So, right. So GMO sugar beets came about because sugar beets used a lot of herbicides and they're very harsh herbicides in order to keep them clean. And so when the Roundup Ready beets came out, there was a lot less harsh chemicals sprayed on them. And that's why farmers um, really took to them pretty quickly because they were much safer for them personally to grow. And, you know, they could get rid of their weed problems, which they had issues with prior to the G. GMO version. So. Yeah. And this says here, the answer is uh, if the ingredients of the product only state sugar, it is possible that either beet or cane sugar may be present. If the product is purely beet sugar, it'll state beet sugar in the ingredients listing. Hmm. So, and if it does say beet sugar, it is likely there are GMO components present is what Walmart said. But there is no GMO cane sugar, right? Correct. No. Okay. Yep. Which doesn't, I mean... I'd eat it. Looks like all these Domino products say pure cane sugar. Yep. And which is a, you know, and that's, so that's the interesting thing is that everyone acts as though cane sugar is, and I don't have anything, you know, against uh, uh, sugar cane production. Um, I never realized that they burnt the residue mm-hmm. in the field prior to harvest until right. like the other day. They burn off all the extra leaves and plant material that the sugar is not in so that they can easily just harvest the stalks. And a lot yeah. of that is harvested um in here, this country a lot of that is harvested by machine. In, you know, poorer countries, sugarcane is blamed for a lot of deforestation and a lot of worker injury because the canes themselves are like big huge splinters. <laughs> Yeah. And there's there's yeah. a lot of, of workers that can be hurt. So, yeah. And didn't they? I have a friend in Louisiana who raises sugar cane. Really? Do they yeah. like raising it? Or, I mean, of course, obviously, if they do, they like it a little bit. But um, it's an interesting thing. Like I said, I never realized until the Texas Farm Bureau shared that um, the burning of the field or whatever. And so I find it interesting that, you know, because sugar beet production. You know, anytime you produce anything underground, you tend to, it it can be rough on soil components. Well, I think it's important to note that sugar beets are roots that are harvested where the cane and the stalks are harvested. So, yeah. So you're above ground versus below ground. A lot of people have never actually seen a sugar beet. So, (laughs) yeah, which is interesting to me just because it looks like a giant potato, FYI. Like a really giant potato. Yeah, yeah. Um, like a large, I was extra large in North Dakota potato. for a field day, and I got up at five, which you guys both know I don't get up at five for any reason, and um, yeah, unless you have to poop or something. <laughs> and so I got up at five and drove, you know, half hour or whatever, so I could go pre-pile sugar beets just to say I've done it. It was really interesting. So. Yeah. 
Sugar beets are neat. I mean, and that's the, it's interesting. I drove by Michigan Sugar in Bay City one time and they had a giant pile of them still outside um, waiting to be processed. And that was right around the year that uh, we saw um, over big time overproduction of sugar beets in the state and sugar had dropped to a ridiculously low price. And uh, there was a big conversation about support prices and things like that. Um, well, part of the pricing you know, was the because Mexican sugar beets flooded the market too at some point in the last few years. Yeah, there so. was an issue. Yeah. There's definitely been an issue on that side because they were able to produce them and uh, bring them in and blah, blah, blah. And that that's, I mean, we've been kind of uh, debating, talking about that, how the sugar production and supports and, and things of that nature. But God, that's a lot to dig through. <laughs> A lot. So, well, and so the sugar beets. So they har- they start slowly pro- harvesting them in the fall, mm-hmm. and they just kind of harvest enough per day that the actual plant can ha- can process. And then as it gets colder, they can actually pi- start piling the beets outside because they won't um, rot if yeah. they're outside when it's cold. And then they process them, you know, throughout the winter. So, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. And so that's what the the sugar processing side of things, as you were saying, like to turn sugar beets into sugar, um, you know, you kind of listed, outlined the process here where beets are sliced, placed in a hot water to make a sugary juice. Mm. Uh, It's (laughs) then filtered, purified and concentrated uh, to isolate sugars. The juice is boiled to thicken, develop more crystals. Syrup is centrifuged. Ooh, to separate crystals, that sounds like a lot of work. And then the white p- crystals are granulated and packaged. And in my head, I'm imagining Jen thinking, wow, I need to boil my own sugar beets to make sweet tea. I, you know? Oh, uh, wouldn't that be awesome? You should do that for your blog. Like, see if you can buy a sugar beet and make <laughs> sugar out of them. Because that would be interesting. Um, all I can think about is, like, pickled beets. But those are two very different uh, things. No, so. not really. Not the See, same. that's what I think about, too. So. Do you think about no, pickled beets? Sugar beets look like big yams, like almost yep, like white beets. yams kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, – they're, yeah, they're, Are they purple on the outside? No. Kind of. They're – well, they're, they're brown, white. aren't they? I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of dirty brown, yeah. Yeah, they look like a potato. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. To me, I mean, that's the, yeah. the color of them is, is potato. They're not, they're not rounded on the ends like a potato, I guess, is what I was thinking. They're more like pointed on the ends like a sweet potato. or a, Yeah. Like you, you could use uh, them to stab someone. Like a radish? A giant yeah. radish? Kind of. Like a giant potato radish. That's kind of what I have pictured. Yeah. Like a parsnip. But I just find it interesting, you know, people when you, oh, I want cane sugar because it's pure. Well, they don't take a cane and dump white table sugar on your plate i mean it's still processed just like sugar beets are it's not some you know right it doesn't make you better because you eat sugar cane instead of sugar beets i mean the sugar cane is still the stalks are pulverized and then they add water or lime to make a juice and then they boil it until the crystals form just like they do in the sugar beets and they centrifuge it just like they do in the sugar beets and then they refine it they refine sugar cane by washing, filtering, and then purification processes, just like they do with the sugar beets. So, so yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's what's interesting to me about it is this idea that next gen sugar production or production of you know corn or uh, excuse me ethanol produced from sugar cane or even just sugar like this. I don't. It almost makes me chuckle. It kind of reminds me of like Angus beef. You know what I mean? And the idea that we've suddenly figured out a marketing ploy to make people think that Angus beef tastes better than 
any other type of beef. Yeah. Yeah. So which I'm not saying. Yeah. I mean, if you're an Angus beef yeah. producer, your beef's great. Herford. Yeah. yeah. If you're a Hereford beef producer, your beef is also awesome. And so beef is just beef, like sugar. And so, like, I don't know if it's been like the sugar cane uh check off people if that's even a thing or not that have created like this idea that cane sugar is not only better tasting but better for you but the reality is a sugar is sugar um well i think those who wanted to use it made the point that it was non-gmo and i think that's probably what spurred yeah the going back to the cane sugar at least that's what hershey's said um that they were switching back to they were switching to cane sugar because of the gm trait in the sugar beets but they were also having to reformulate their products yeah because it's a different sugar really because because, yeah because so hmm yeah now i want i have dove dark chocolate candies in the freezer with almonds and i keep forgetting about them like when i don't want to eat them and now that i can't go eat them i want to eat them all so (laughs) fyi but see, I keep uh, peanut M and M's in my freezer. Oh yeah, I love frozen peanut M and M's. Peanut M and M's are the best, honestly. Only yellow though. You only eat the yellow M and M's. Well, they're my favorite. Yes, they taste yellow, better. They taste so different. <laughs> now I refuse to eat brown M and M's. Period. Why? So every time I make that joke, no brown M and M's. Like you're legit no brown M and M's. Oh, Why? I don't eat brown M and M's. I'll throw poop them out. M and M's. No, I can tell and you this why. This is the second poop joke in this podcast. I My apologies right. to the listening um, team. I can, t- I can tell you why. Because they're too chocolatey. Oh the brown, it, it tastes like more chocolate. I know it's a candy coating. Don't Nobody has to tell me I know, but they're too chocolatey for me. <laughs> I don't eat brown m and Oh, my God. Ever. That's why I don't like brown Tootsie Pops, but they're legit chocolate. Yeah. Right, no. I don't like those either. I convinced my youngest yesterday that milk duds were rabbit turds covered in chocolate. Oh, man. <laughs> so then do she you like saying, milk duds? I do. And I, I didn't want okay, her so. to eat my milk duds. Right. So there you go. She liked rabbit turds. So now I hope to God she doesn't eat actual rabbit turds. But <laughs> Right. Don't let her come hang out with Stu then because she will. Um, so high fructose corn syrup. Let's talk a little bit about that because we're talking about corn-based ethanol production. And, you know, high fructose corn syrup got a really bad rap here not long ago because of the studies that it showed that rats, right, uh, lose their ability to sense whether or not they're full, which high fructose corn syrup has nothing to do with that for me. I just never can sense I'm full until I'm miserable. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> I should not have ate that like second cheeseburger. That's really why high fructose corn syrup got a bad rap because rats couldn't tell when they were full. That's the was the study. Yeah, it was like the big study was that stigmatized as it's unnatural and artificial because the production requires the use of enzymes and also fiddling with the molecular arrangement of the regular corn syrup. And somehow that is worse than all the refining and whatnot that has to be done on cane sugar. Which doesn't yeah. make sense. They're all plants and they all have to be processed. It's not like you crack one open and you dump some table sugar out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea. Yep. The yeah. the first the Princeton researchers found that high fructose corn syrup consumption um, contributed to obesity in lab rats in 2010. But all and that sugar, was like their there second studies study. that show that all kinds of different sugar and empty oh, calorie yeah. sugar leads to obesity. So, they should. Yeah. Yeah. No one should come to my house if they think that then, because we literally make 
pecan pie, which is nothing but That's sugar and high yeah, fructose corn syrup. corn syrup. Yeah, pecan and pie. And throw is, some nuts in. Yeah. So yeah. The reason a lot of people went to the high fructose corn syrup is because it's actually cheaper than white sugar. So it also undermines the the sugar, the regular sugar people. But if you yeah, look so at it, it all goes back to the lobby, you know, right. who your lobbyists are and who has, you know, who's fighting. Yeah, because they're in, not in the that different. Lobby. If you look at high fructose corn syrup, a common form used is 45% glucose and 55% fructose. Well, white sugar is 50 50. Conventional corn syrup is 100% glucose. And like the high fructose corn syrup, not the one that's used in soda, but the ones that are used in bread are generally like 58% glucose and 42% fructose. So it's not like it's completely no, I love bread too. You know, it's not like they're all that different to begin with, you know, 45 to 50 and 55 to 50, 50 is not that big of a, a stretch. So I, do people put that much thought into their food? And I, I'm not trying to be no, stupid. I'm not, I just, by I'm like, but if you look at the facts, that they're just, not that different. So, you know, if you hate corn or hate big corn, then, you know, you're going to use all these facts to go against corn. Well, if you don't like sugar beets or you don't like GMO traits, then you're going to go against the sugar beets. You know, and if you don't like yeah. deforestation and burning, then you're going to go against the sugar cane. So, like we said, there's pros and cons to each one. Personally, I work with again. I'm equal opportunity. See, and I work with growers in North Dakota and Minnesota that have sugar beets, but then I also work with growers in Eastern Iowa that have corn. So, you know, yeah, equal opportunity <laughs> sugar eater. Yeah, here. I'll eat any kind. And that's, I mean, that was the deal that you saw happen. Uh, you know, like I said, it's a, the studies hit the the lobbies pushed. You know, because you did definitely see high fructose corn syrup cutting into sugar demand. And then you legit saw, um, you could look back through USDA uh, supply and demand um, discussions and you can see where the demand fell for high fructose corn syrup. Now, part of that, of course, could be contributed to the fact that corn prices went up. So it was more expensive to produce Um corn syrup because your your original product was more expensive you know 2012 of course hit stuff like that um competition for ethanol yada 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 but you legit saw in the usda numbers in the food seed and industrial use category where they would say that they were cutting back on uh food uh usage because of uh lower high fructose corn syrup demand but it seems like you know there's always some so eggs got a bad rap beef got a bad rap and now both of those are good for you so you know who's to say what'll come about i mean we're not saying that sugar is good for you in any sense but oh i am well (laughs) i just mean you know (laughs) sugar in moderation is still the best way to have sugar unless you're gen camp i mean so right i mean really it's like everything everything in moderation i mean you can drink enough milk that will kill you in a day or whatever you know but come on people use your head i think that's the yeah, yeah, you're worried about eating sugar, you know, high fructose corn syrup, but you'll drink yeah. raw water out of a crick. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. And put jade rocks in your hoo ha. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. That's, uh, um, you know, and that, so that's an interesting, um, 
deal. I mean, that's, I think it's interesting to see and, and really kind of research how people make decisions on what they put into their mouths food wise. Um, and in general, there's some long psychological study that needs to be done on that one. Yeah, I would yeah. agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> and she still eats Pez, which is just, oh, I still eat Pez, which is nothing sugar. but sugar. <laughs> that's what Pressed I into prefer. A tiny tablet. I prefer Fun Dip, which is a sugar stick that you dip yeah. in flavored in sugar. sugar. Yeah, that is always really good too. So, but uh, so I I'll prefer t- my sugar and Swedish fish. <laughs> really, you're a gummy person. Oh, uh, I just no, just the Swedish fish ones. I don't really like the other ones. But I like gummy oh. worms. But they don't taste the same anymore. Apparently, they got rid of some sort of additive that was awesome prior to. Well, and speaking of that, let's talk about the sugar-free gummy bears. Ugh. <laughs> no. And all Why? the side effects that those. Oh, Jen, have you never gone on Amazon and looked up sugar-free gummy oh, yeah, bears? Oh, yeah, I have. The, the, and somehow I, that is better than having just sugar in your gummy bears to begin with? Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Google it on Amazon. Look it up. Yeah, look it at look give at you the hours uh, of laughing enjoyment. <laughs> That's just it. Read the reviews and you'll know why. And so, yeah, I mean, let's just talk about sugar-free in general because there is a whole bajillion dollar industry out there uh for alternate alternative sweeteners. You know, this idea that Sugar stevia yeah. um yeah, what is the stevia is the big one now, right? Well, there's what was four it? different kinds. So there's artificial okay. sweeteners which are like your aspartame and your saccharin, your sweet and low, your splenda. And then there's sugar alcohols which are like your isomalt and you know, malitol and zorbitol and xylitol, which that xylitol I believe is the one in sugar-free gum that can be dangerous to dogs. The novel sweeteners are stevia, um, purevia, truvia, some other ones I've never heard of. And then your natural sweeteners are like your agave nectar, your date sugar, your fruit juice concentrate, honey, maple syrup, and molasses. Yeah. So, although molasses is actually a byproduct of sugar processing so that one kind of is a little bit weird but anyway so a couple things to know for sure so basically a sugar substitute is loosely considered any sweetener that you use instead of regular table sugar or sucrose so some manufacturers call their sweeteners natural even though they're processed and refined like stevia and others um, some artificial sweeteners are actually derived from naturally occurring substances like sucralose actually comes from sugar so and this information I'm kind of talking about now is off of the Mayo Clinic website. So, you know, I didn't just Google so and like, get some random Wikipedia thing or anything. This is actually Mayo Clinic. So, so like aspartame was a sugar substitute, right? Right. And that was in like, wasn't it Diet Coke Cab. and sugar and um, yogurts and things like that? It was in a lot of stuff um, for years, yeah, I so think. So aspartame is equal I mean, or sweet. So... But I, I thought they took it – They did they change the chemical makeup of it? Because I thought there was something wrong with it. That, well, they tried that, to blame a lot on it, but I don't know that it was actually um, – We we drank tons of tab at my grandparents when I was a kid. Tab and frozen ding-dongs. Frozen ding-dongs? <laughs> oh, my God. My grandmother always kept her – that didn't sound good. My grandmother kept. <laughs> My grandma always kept her ding dongs in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I bet your grandpa was cold. My grandmother kept. Yeah. 
the hostess ding dongs in the freezer. I love frozen ding dongs. Yeah, that's what I prefer oh. mine hot, but I'm just that's another conversation. <laughs> okay. So oh. the, the studies have been conducted, and there's been no consensus on whether or not it's bad for you. So. Yeah. Well, hmm. so okay. it has disappeared though. I mean, like if you think about it equal, because my cousin had type one diabetes. Uh, so growing up, that was all they had in the, the house was um, equal yeah. sugar, sugar. And so maybe was that just like the first sugar substitute that everyone got excited about then? Because it used to be everywhere. Like you'd see it sitting well, on tables at restaurants. Low too. So, and okay. it probably... I like sweet disorder. Is that the yeah, pink the packet? packet? Is sweet enough? Yeah, I'm a pink. I'm a pink packet person. Not we a only blue use the person. packets to practice counting while waiting for our food. So, uh, good idea. I, if they don't have good sweet tea, I have to order. You have to get the unsweet and use the pink so. packets. Yeah, that's why I just like sugar. I just prefer regular <laughs> sugar overall, especially because that xylitol or whatever. Like anything that's gonna kill your dog if you put their that if you put that peanut butter that's sweetened with it in a Kong tree and it's gonna like cause kidney failure or whatever in your dog definitely makes me wonder how good it is to give to my kid. Just throwing well, out there. Well, but that's right. the same thing. Your dog can't eat chocolate, but you can. So that's why my dog eats chocolate because I'm just like, how much? No, I'm kidding. He doesn't unless it falls on the ground and I'm too lazy to bend over and pick it up. But, you know, and you're, you make a good point, you know, in that sense that it could have a lot to do with how they're able to to uh, uh, process it. Yeah, process. but I'm still not a fan of our I just am not of artificial sweeteners, I guess. Maybe it's because I like sugar beet sugar so much. I don't know. Okay. I like real sugar. Now, Chris uses Splenda in his coffee. But I think anything you add to... I just have to ask. That's how I picture it. Uh, Chris (laughs) is weird. Um, But I think anytime you add anything to like... Like when he adds it to his coffee, it kind of foams up. That kind of says to me... yeah. See, I only add coffee to my Baileys. Not the other way around. So Yeah. That's, yeah, right to my Baileys. I just throw some in. <laughs> no, it's interesting. Um, you know, it's it's interesting that, uh, you know, to kind of see um, the process. And I guess, you know, I don't know. The idea that people would think that artificial sweeteners are better for them than sugar or whatever. Because it's a sweetener. It's the same thing, you know, as what we talked about before where, like, your lean cuisine or, like, the reduced fat. Like, you don't really see reduced fat anymore. You know what I, like... Because you try to replace didn't mean reduce calories. Yeah. Yeah. So you try to reduce, you try to take one component of something, remove it and put in a secondary component that is, you know, chemically created or something. The artificial sweeteners don't add hardly any calories and they only, only use a fraction of them, fraction of them compared to what you use in sugars. But you'll find a lot of artificial sweeteners in processed foods, baked goods, soft drinks, powdered drink mixes, candy puddings, jams, jellies, and etc. Yum, that all um, sounds so good right now. But the artificial sweeteners don't contribute to tooth decay or cavities, so I guess that's one. They don't? That's what the Mayo Clinic says. So that, That's kind of interesting. Mayoclinic.org slash healthy lifestyles. Huh. Um, what, what did it say? What does it say? One benefit of artificial sweeteners is that they do not contribute to tooth decay and cavities. Wow, I did not know that. I didn't either. And, so, um, 
But as far as sweeteners and being regulated, like sugar, you know, obviously we know how sugar works, but the FDA is a little bit weird on artificial sweeteners. Basically, they consider them to be food additives, so they must be reviewed. Um, but they can also declare them generally recognized as safe, or the acronym is GRAS. And so that includes highly refined things like stevia preparations, which are deemed qualified by professionals based on scientific data or the fact that they've had a lengthy history of common use in food and they're considered generally safe. And those don't require FDA approval, which kind of frightens me. But Wow. Yeah. They that don't require FDA anything. approval? Not if they declare them generally recognized as safe. So Wow. That's... Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah. It's interesting to me considering the fact that, like, in California, they require, like, you have to put, like, incense can cause cancer, but you can have some sort of, if it's generally considered safe or whatever, right. then yeah. you can eat it. I don't, there's just so many interesting things that are, are part of food like, production. New York City outlaw large, large cups of pop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So everybody has their weird stuff, I guess, so. You know, yeah, I, uh, I just, I don't know. Like the pop side of things, I guess that's a terrible, like I used to drink, uh, Fountain Dew is what we always called it. So Mountain Dew that was fountain cause it's way better than right, Mountain Dew in the bottle or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I'm a can and then one day I prefer the can. <laughs> can is good. Yeah. It's like fountain can glass bottle, plastic bottle is how Mountain Dew, the Mountain Dew hierarchy works. But um, hmm. one day I was like, let's think about, let's do the math because you know what I mean? Cause you don't do the math. And when you're just drinking out of like a 64 ounce Fountain Dew, when you're all stoned on a Sunday and uh, figure out you really drank like eight cans. <laughs> like, yeah, and I'm like a can is 210 I'm like, I just digested 1680 calories and like, odd five minute moment and I have a free brain freeze now because I suck down this Mountain Dew. So now the only time I'll ever drink like Mountain Dew from a fountain is when my mom and I go to the casino and it's free and it's in like the eight ounce cups. Oh, see, I had to stop drinking Mountain Dew, man. My freshman year in college, I drank it like all day and then I went home for Christmas break and I had like a three week headache. <laughs> really? Because you were off it? Like, yeah. Because you... That makes sense. I used to drink Mountain Dew like, yeah, I could have had an IV of Mountain Dew. I and I'd in college. I prefer ski now. If you guys haven't tried ski, that's you need to try ski. Ski is so much better than Mountain Dew. That's really. Yeah. That's but it's why. Like, now I drink those. Now I drink those stupid Crystal Light little drink pouch mixes that are like five calories. Yeah, I try to drink unsweetened tea. Add them to water. <laughs> really? I did. Yeah. I did get some of this sparkling ice. Zero calorie water, only because our friend Leah. That shit is good. With I just really? only because our friend Leah said to put vodka in in the raspberry lemonade. You put vodka. <laughs> yeah, you put you buy buy the um flavored ones. Um, yeah. Uh, is there like coconut or something? Uh, there could be. This or- there's cherry limeade. There's a black raspberry. There's a raspberry lemonade. I mean, there's all depending on what brand you buy. There's all different kinds, but yeah, like if you buy the pineapple or coconut ones and add the tropical rum to it. Yeah. Holy really? Shit. I'm not lying. Oh, I wow. was totally sucked into advertising off of Leah's blog, Buyer Beware, that um, 
to yeah. buy these to put alcohol in them. <laughs> yep. Well, so it sounds good. Leah has a lot of that fun stuff. Is it? What is she? She's what? Farm wife drinks? <laughs> yeah. Farm wife She's drinks. scheduled to be on. Uh, she'll be a hot mess here pretty soon. So we'll have a conversation simply about drinking. So that should be fun. <laughs> so it'll go with Jen. It'll fit perfectly with Jen's frozen ding dong conversation. <laughs> Oh. There you go. Why she can't eat brown M and M's? Yeah, that I we're gonna have to get her drunk to get down to the bottom of that one. I just don't know. So I mean, there's things I won't eat, but not <laughs> not like that. I mean, I won't eat water chestnuts or why would you eat water chestnuts? No, oh, I, like water I can't chestnuts. stand the texture. <sighs> Makes me that's right. Yeah. So I yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. Anything else you want to add about? Uh, um. Uh, sugar. <laughs> sugar. We were talking about sugar. sugar. And don't be fooled into thinking one type of sugar is better than another. Yeah. That's why I agree 100%. So, unless it's xylitol. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You can put artificial crap in your, in your water if you want to. So, but, uh, if you want, but I say sugar, yeah. sugar, sugar. The more sugar, Real the sugar. Powdered people. sugar. I snort lines of powdered sugar. That's oh, <laughs> love See, if I hate when they put it on my French toast. I always forget to say no, no powdered sugar. What? Oh my god, oh, you're no, kidding! I don't, Why? I don't like it on my French toast. You people are weird. It's- I can't be associated with you anymore. I'm like, give me her powdered sugar. You could put powdered sugar on my fried uh, chicken, and I'd that would be good. Isn't that like with chicken and waffles? Chicken Don't and they waffles. Do every sort of there person. Go. Just go See? to Waffle House tomorrow. So, but on that note, uh, I think we'll wrap it up because we're just going all over the place now. Now I'm, I really want to go down to Casey's and get a donut. You're close enough. Lie. Just go. So I am. But we I thank am. you guys for listening. We'll be back next week with another titillating podcast. Uh, full of knowledge that you never even knew you wanted to know. So have a good one.